Fans, what's good? I'm Josh So Focus. I'm French, the bro host, and we would like to welcome you to the Knicks Take Podcast. This is episode 75. And this is a weekly podcast where we bring you the biggest Knicks news of the week. Make sure to follow us on our socials. You can check us out first on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, slash X, by searching for the Knicks Take. Also, make sure you check out the website, New and Improved, with merchandise and everything that you could possibly want at nickstake.com. Lastly, if you love what you hear, please subscribe to us on whatever platform you're watching or listening to us on. Most importantly, share this with any Knicks fans who might enjoy the show. And now the show. y'all um very interesting entertaining uh news filled week we've got here so obviously we're gonna go about an hour again like we normally do um (laughs) we're gonna breeze past the games though don't even worry about it oh yeah we're gonna go over the games as we usually do we're gonna go into what happened at the trade deadline for the new york knicks knicks made a move made some made some additions, and uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some injury news as well, and then we're going to go over the upcoming games, um, the final week of of games before the All-Star break for all teams in the NBA. But let's get back to the first game, the one that we left off uh, uh, with when we closed our episode last mm-hmm. week. Knicks went uh, up against one team, and we both thought that the Knicks could win, possibly, hopefully. And that was before we knew all the injuries was going right. to be taken into place. Right. No Quentin Grimes, no OG Ananobi, no Julius Randle. And then we also thought that this team was not going to show up. So who is the team that we faced off against now Now that we've <laughs> dramatized <laughs> this whole thing? Go ahead. The LA Lakers came to New York, Yep. came to MSG to face off against the Knicks. Knicks were on a nine-game winning streak coming into this game, and they only really had Jalen Brunson and, what, like eight other guys on this team? So Eight is a lot. I don't know if we had eight other guys. Seven other guys. <laughs> so it was, a long, it was a long game, closed game throughout. Right. Um, like I said, there was no Grimes, no OG, so we didn't really have much shooting off the bench. We didn't have much production offensively off the bench this game. Um, Jalen Brunson pretty much pretty much has carried the load throughout the whole game. He finished tonight with 36 points. DiVincenzo was his number two option the whole game, but he was struggling for like two quarters at a time, I felt like. Mm-hmm. He started off pretty good, finished the night with 26 points. 
Lakers pretty much just applied pressure at the end. LeBron played defense like I know I haven't seen him play in few in, in several years. I mean, he had a, he rested a whole game, so I would assume that he <laughs> saved up just so he could be like, all right, for one stretch, yeah. I'm gonna lock up Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson was getting double teamed throughout the entire game. After the game, they said he got double teamed at least thirty possessions mm-hmm. throughout this game, yep. and he still finished the night with thirty six points, ten assists, six rebounds, but. The Knicks nine-game winning streak comes to an end. They lose this game 105 to 113. LeBron, Anthony Davis came to the garden and got them a win. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game? I mean, what did I say last week? I said it really depends on if LeBron and AD both play, right? If mm-hmm. LeBron and AD both play and we are still dealing with no OG Ananobi, I don't like the way that this game was. I didn't like the way that this game was going to was going to go about and sure enough going into this game which I watched um not in the garden but I, I watched at a bar uh with some fellow podcasters in in the city um going into the game it's like damn we're shorthanded LeBron and AD guaranteed to to to, to play and I was concerned I thought that more likely than not we were gonna we were probably gonna lose and like I said last week, if as long as as long as they don't poke the bear, we we had a shot. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, we didn't have a shot. Really, I, I felt like we were going to lose, and they didn't poke the bear. And even even though they didn't poke the bear, the Knicks still played pretty well, considering when just Jalen Brunson, you know, the only guy, only source of offense that we had. But when you only have one source of offense, you only have one creator out there. You know. It's very easy to figure out, and you got a basketball mastermind in LeBron James on the other side of the court. The, yeah. he, he's going to tell him, yo, just trap Jalen Brunson and then stay, stay home on D otherwise, and we'll be fine. You know, if DiVincenzo ain't killing us, we'll be fine. Um, and and, he, and it, wasn't even, it wasn't even like that. They actually stood on DiVincenzo, too. And who, besides those two, like, who do they have to really worry about? Precious Achua shooting a three? Uh, no, that's not going to do anything. Uh, who else do they got? Uh, Deuce McBride? like, And Deuce McBride's been falling, but he only had 10 points in this game. Um, Malachi Flynn played three minutes, had three three points. Like, nobody really played well. Isaiah Harnstein killed on the boards, but he didn't score. Josh Hart had an okay game. Um yeah, I, this is kind of going into it. I was expecting something like this to happen during the game. You kind of had hope. And then kind of fourth quarter, the Knicks couldn't score for seven minutes pretty much at the end of the game because they locked down and that was it. I mean, yeah, once your team is down to one player who's going to be your main scoring option and basically run the offense and then everyone else just has to play defense and catch and shoot, because everyone else is injured, all your top guys are all out. There's only but so much you can do. Um, so that's why I feel like all the games that happened this week are pretty much a wash because this isn't really the Knicks team that we're going to be watching uh, late in the season. So even like this loss, I don't really feel like this loss really counts, even though it does on the record. I mean, the this... Yeah, I, I think I agree with you in, in like, okay, all the games this week, you could kind of look at them like, okay, they win, they lose, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But it does matter, especially when you look at, okay, 
like the Knicks aren't so far ahead of they they haven't like reached the point where okay we're good falling to this seed right they're trying to get as high as they can so we may feel like that but the reason why I was like always pushing for them to make a move uh, you know a, a a significant move a substantial move quicker and earlier and all of that stuff is so that we don't have to be like damn they might lose two out of these three games you know what I mean like yeah. We're missing guys. We have guys to fill it up. That's what kept us playing so well last year. Next man up, next man up. And we always had enough bodies to fill in for whoever. Julius Randle goes out with, a, with his ankle. Okay, we got other guys who could fill in. Jalen Brunson misses a couple games, quickly fills in. And when, after we made that OG trade, we weren't, we weren't able to do such things anymore the way that we did last season. And that was the big worry for me after that OG trade and why I was hoping that they would follow it up quicker than they actually did. But we'll go actually into um, what they did do as far as trades um, after this next game where the Knicks faced off against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they played on Tuesday the 6th. And last week I called this a glorified G League team. And that is because I was I was looking at the injury report. Okay, Derrick Rose ain't gonna play. Santi Aldama ain't gonna play. John Contra ain't gonna play. Da da da. Like they're all questionable. They all and that was the that was what it was going into the last game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Contra well, played though. Contra played. Derrick Rose played. Yeah. <laughs> Vince Williams Jr. played. Like they. This was not a bunch of G League. Like it was some guys that normally wouldn't get any 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 burn, but. For the most part, like you came into this game like, okay, David Roddy is going to start. He didn't. You know, they had Vince Williams, Desante Aldama, Trey Jameson. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. John Conchar. And it's like, okay, they have some guys who could play. Derrick Rose came off the bench. Luke Kennard played, you know, came off the bench. It was, this was not, this was not the same team that we played last time. Even still, I was like, we still got Jalen Brunson, the best player on the court. And as long as we continue to play the game that we normally play, we should still, at the very least, win. Like, I wasn't looking for a blowout victory. Um, I thought it was very much on the table, but it's like, if they don't blow them out, I'm not going to be mad. We're shorthanded as well. I mean, they did go up at least 25 points in this game. They did. They did. It looked like they were going to blow them up by 30. I'm just saying that I wasn't looking for it going into the game, knowing that, okay, all of these players that they that have been missing games, they're ready for this game. Okay, if we don't blow them out, I'm not going to be mad. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, this is still an NBA team. It's not a glorified G League team. Right. And um, like you said, the Knicks played, went up by 20, went up by 20, 25. Uh, like, they, they got off to a roaring, uh, a great start. They started off with a double-digit lead pretty early in the, you know, got it up to 10 mm. pretty early in the game. And... You know, it's like, okay, we can kind of relax. You know, let's just make sure that they keep this 20-plus midway through the fourth quarter. With the way the NBA is nowadays, 20-point lead is not safe. Right. So we need more than 20 points midway through the fourth. 20 points midway through the fourth. (laughs) All right, let's throw Jalen Brunson out there, which I thought was a pretty good move by Tibbs. Throw Jalen Brunson out there. Let's get it up to 30, and then we can bring him back out. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that did not happen. It went from 20 to 15, and then it went from 15 to 10, 
And then when it got to 10, what happens? Of course, Jalen Brunson drives to the basket, rolls his ankle. And the other reason why I was hoping that the Knicks would make a move sooner than later happens because I looked at the way that that ankle rolled and I said, he's going to miss a game. At least he's going to at least miss one game. And I was, I felt a little bit better because he got up and walked off on his own. Didn't have a boot on after the game. Didn't come back into the game. So that worried me again. Yeah. But like you just said, after the game, didn't leave on crutches, didn't have a boot on, walked off on his own strength. Um, but I knew. I knew. He, he, he turned it too much. It looked like it hurt immediately. He tightened up his shoes so he could so he could get the pressure on it. And I was like, that, that ankle rolled way too much for him not to miss a game. Yeah. So after, after that, though, he comes out of the game. DiVincenzo basically finishes off the Grizzlies <laughs> in a preview of what was to come. And the Knicks win. 123, 113. Steven had 32 points, five assists, five rebounds, yep. three steals, one block. Yep. Had a great game. Um, Josh Hart had himself a double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds. It kind of makes you wonder whether Jalen Brunson probably, like, we could have probably waited, like, till it got real close to bring Jalen Brunson. Like, but you can't, you, you also, you can't, <laughs> you can't even say that, really. Yeah. You got, like, okay, Brunson ain't out there. They're cutting into the lead a little bit. It was 25, 26. Now it's 20. Let's put them away so that we don't play all these minutes. We can get these guys off the court. Yeah. Just didn't work out that way. The Memphis Grizzlies, you know, they got a little heart, you know. Um, they played so, tough for sure. Next, um, next win, I don't really got a lot to say about this game. Um, yeah, it was like a disheartening kind of win. Nobody really felt good after this game. At all. Seeing Jalen Brunson go down and then Josh Hart apparently was with yeah. the medical staff after this game with a sore knee. Yeah, he he, he was uh, walking around kind of gingerly holding his knee a little bit at the end of the game. But after the game, he also walked off on his own power. And I was less worried about Josh Hart yeah. than I was about Jalen Brunson. So the Knicks won this game, um, but it wasn't at a great cost. I would have rather had a healthy JB after this game um, with a loss, to be honest. But it's whatever. He'll get some some much needed rest. I I, I don't know if I can break is right there. I don't know. Again, I don't know if I can agree with you. The Knicks need all of these wins, man. Like, can look at the standings, right? Mm-hmm. Boston, they're gonna finish with the one seed. We already know that. It's not like that. That's what's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So that means two seed. If we were healthy, we would be f- f- like trying going for wins against Cleveland for the two seed. Which I mean, if we were healthy, we would have the two seed. Probably, yeah. If we were healthy, and which is why it's like okay, we, all we need to do is make it to the All Star break. All we need to do, no. Now you've seeded. The two seed. You're, I I have no, I have no hope of us getting the two seed. Why? Because Cleveland's strength of schedule for the rest of the, the season, super easy, super so? cake. I don't mean that they're gonna go. Have you not? Under, I, I've been seeing what they've been doing, but hold on. They you still do realize gotta incorporate the, last... the new healthy players again. We're gonna get our healthy players back. We can make another run. Bro, you can't just get conceded because somebody has an easier schedule. You just, we just talked about the Cavs in the last episode, did we not? We did. 
We did say that they were the only team to play as well as the New York Knicks mm-hmm. in January. Right. At, at the same time. And now you've just added they're getting back their healthy players for a stretch of games that are easier than what the rest stretch of games that the Knicks are going to have. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not saying, oh, we just see. I'm just saying I would be shocked if we got the two seed. I'm factoring the fact that they seem to have played better while these guys were out. Yeah. And the fact that these guys are going to come back rusty. They're going to need to get incorporated back into the offense. They have something going already. They're not going to mess it up trying to bring these guys back in. They're going to do what they do well, and they're going to inch them in and in a way that's not going to cause them loss losses, just like the Knicks would do, which is why, like, they're not just going to be like, all right, let's go back to the way we played before. No, they're on a good stretch. They're on a good roll, and they're not going to mess it up, you know, so that they could potentially drop down in, in to the three seed. They're not going to do that. They want to, they, their goal is just like ours mm-hmm. to win as many games as possible so that their path to the Eastern Conference is as clear as possible. I just don't fear them. That's all. I don't fear them either. I don't think they're going to, I don't fear them either. But, that, either. but regular season, regular season Cleveland Cavaliers are different from postseason Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, they won right? 50 games last year. And regular season Cleveland Cavaliers. Are probably going to get the two C, we'll and see. and I I do think that the Knicks are the biggest threat to them getting the two seeds still, but they're not. It's not that much of a difference between the Knicks and Milwaukee Bucks because, as I always say, as soon as the Bucks figure it out, mm-hmm. if they ever figure it out, if that's the thing, if they ever figure it out, but if they figure it out, now the Knicks have to face off against two teams that are good. For that number two seed. Which is fine. And the Knicks are currently in the four seed. Tell you what. You know why I'm so confident that the Knicks are going to have the number two seed? Because you think they're going to win the championship? (laughs) Outside of that. (laughs) That's also true. But also because after this Memphis game, Mm -hmm. the NBA trade deadline took place and the Knicks made themselves a move. Right. It was the biggest move during the entire trade deadline, it seemed like, because... We acquired some guys that multiple teams were looking to acquire. Didn't have to give up any draft picks for it. Okay. Or first-round draft picks for it. Um, How do you... Well, the Knicks... I'm I'm, going to announce the trade. The Knicks traded Quentin Grimes, Evan Mm -hmm. Fournier, Mm -hmm. Malachi Flynn, Mm -hmm. Ryan Archidiakono, and two second-round picks for Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich. How do you feel about this trade? Boyan... I've been watching a lot of film on him. He was mm-hmm. playing on them Utah Jazz teams with Donovan Mitchell. That was in the playoffs. He played with Detroit for the last several seasons. He also played with the Indiana Pacers back with Oladipo. He has some experience in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's a 40% shooter as well as Alec Burks is also a 40% uh, three-point shooter. Boyan was averaging t- 20 points a game this year. And... We have two legit starters coming off of our bench now. What do you mean? They are both starters. <laughs> Alec Burks was starting for the Knicks when he was here. Um, he was, was the best he... player. Hold on, hold on. He was one of the best players on Detroit. Hold on. Was Alec Burks starting for the playoff New York Knicks team? No. Okay. But he was starting. and He was productive in those minutes that he did start. So he I was, view him as a starter. He started for that team that... Didn't make the playoffs. No, he started. 
Yeah, you're right. He did. I know. <laughs> but still, he's still a starter. He started for the Detroit Pistons. That was just that has the worst won on the NBA team. But it doesn't matter. That he's still currently a has seven victories. That that Detroit Pistons team. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. You so were you what? were telling me how you feel about the trade. Go ahead. He's still a starter. We got two starters coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Veteran players who are just going to provide so much experience to this team whenever we're playing now. And in this stretch that we don't have Julius Randle, we don't have OG Ananobi, I think they're going to be enough of a presence to be able to get some of these wins that we might not have gotten. Like this Dallas Mavericks game that we just played after the trade deadline. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a game that we could probably would have needed to see them suit up because we just needed some more bodies out there. Um, I don't mean to jump ahead to the, the result of that game, but I just think that they're going to help us get a lot more wins because now we have shooting. We still have the, the, the same defenders on the team that we could surround them with, rebounding. And then as players come back from injury, Mitchell Robinson, OG, it's just going to be even better. Because now they have shooters to kick it out to. Guys aren't going to be able to double Jalen Brunson as much. Mm-hmm. And OG could be a lot more comfortable as he drives too. So All right. I so, love this trade. I, I was skeptical at first because I, it said Alec Burks for Quentin Grimes. but Yeah, the way that they rolled it out was yeah. uh, Quentin Grimes traded for Alec Burks. And I immediately threw up in my mouth. And yeah. then um, somebody said, that can't be the full trade because that doesn't that doesn't work. Um, yes, Jonathan Macri of the Knicks Film School podcast, who I saw uh, and watched the Lakers game with, um, the Knicks Lakers game. Um, so my pushback for you was, we still got the same defenders. That's immediately not true, because we gave up. You want to say our third best defender, point of attack our defender, fourth best defender. Um, the only other guy besides OG Ananobi that you would say, all right, maybe not to the wings or the bigs, but for the guards, yo, that's your defensive assignment. Stay on him. Don't get off him. And. Nobody else on the team besides OG Ananobi would you trust to do that? Miles. Is 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 Deuce better than Quentin Grimes in that field? Defensively? Yes. I would say no. I would say there's not much of a drop-off. There's not much of a I'll give you that. But my point is, he's the main guy that you would if I had to choose between two, I'm choosing Quentin Grimes. Only because of size. <clears throat> Yeah, yes yeah. about it. I'll, I'll give you that. I would also say though that yes, um, even though it's only because of size, that's important. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying I trust Deuce on Jimmy Butler. Right. Right. Um, but on the guy like Damian Lillard, I would probably trust Deuce more than Grimes. Yeah, but let's not get too deep into that. We gave that up. Right. right? He started the year. And we and before we had OG, yo, you getting whoever the whoever the biggest defensive assignment is, that's who you getting. Whoever mm-hmm. the biggest star on the other on the other side of the court is, that's who you guard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it went very well, and sometimes it didn't. For me, 
my immediate reaction went from threw up in threw up in my mouth a little bit because of how they reported it mm-hmm. to this is kind of underwhelming. So I'm gonna start off with that because I talked a lot of shit. <laughs> I talked a lot of shit after this trade. I was I was like with the caveat that I was always saying, it's a fine trade. It's fine. It's okay. Let me say, let me tell you why. We sold Quentin Grimes for two guys in their 30s. Okay. Do you know how old Boyan is? 34. 34. Pushing, he's he's pushing 35. Mm-hmm. Right? Alec Burke's 32. Mm-hmm. Boyan Bogdanovich has played 28 games. He's played less NBA games than Kyrie Irving, who has missed a lot of games. Okay. Um, neither, especially Boyan, but neither one is really known as a defensive guy. They are both capable of playing defense, though, for sure. Stop, no, stop it. Boyan used don't to say, be... Don't say both of them. <laughs> Why not? Don't say Boyan both of them. Boyan used to be a, a we, solid defender. Used to he just be. hasn't been on a solid team, so we don't you know th- what he's capable of. You think you think when he turns 35, his defense is suddenly going to take an uptick? You think that's going to happen? I think he's been on Detroit Pistons, so he had no reason to play defense. I think Boyan, if he's playing for tips, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be able to shore it up. Boyan has never been known as a super solid defender. He's okay on Utah. He was a solid defender. He and that was only a few seasons ago. He's okay, all right at best. I don't anticipate. He's not Fournier. I I don't anticipate. But Fournier was guarding guards, and he's not going to be guarding guards, and that's entirely different. Like the positional difference makes a big difference. Okay. If we're putting him on bigs, he should be fine, right? Not, not even centers, but like power fours, right? Fours. Putting him, and, and that's probably what he's going to do, um, unless we need OG to do that, and then he'll guard the other. The he'll guard the wing. And he's coming off the bench, so there's not going to be many backup fours. Well, that's be, let me get to right, let me get to my <laughs> trashing of the trade first. It's hard because, to trash. Like it. I said, it's fine. It's a fine trade. It's fine. It's great. Right? It's a great trade. It's not no because I can tell you I I will explain to you why I don't think it's great. Okay, talk you to sold me. a guy who is who was young, who is still improving his game, mm-hmm. right? Who. At one point, we thought was going to be one of the best shooters in the league, right? Mm-hmm. And we gave him and his defense, both his shooting and his defense, up for other shooters, which is important for this team. Let, let me be clear, right? It's important that this team had needed more shooters, more offensive creation, more guys who could... This is exactly what we needed. I'm... My negative reaction to this trade is... Is there any way that we could have just got one of these guys and not given up Quentin Grimes? If we do that, I feel like we would have been fine, right? You get Burks, give up two second round picks and whoever else, Brian Archidiacono or, or you know whatever it is to make the salaries match or whatever. Do that, I'm fine. If there's a way for us to get Boyan and they keep Burks and we keep Grimes, I'm fine with that. I just don't like giving up that piece for two guys who I'm not sure how much value they're going to have. At Like, I can see a situation where Boyan doesn't really do nothing for the rest of the year, not because of, of how, how poorly he's playing, but because he's barely playing. And next year ain't going to be no better. He'll be 35 going to 36. Like, 
if you're giving up Quentin Grimes for a piece, I would rather it be for a piece that I know for a fact is not going to be a devalued asset in a trade for, let's say, let's say we put these guys up in a trade, you know, in, in a good trade um, for a superstar or something like that. Are they really like, oh, I can't wait to get Boyan Bogdanovich. We're going to get something for him. I, I That's not what it's for, though. Boyan is meant to be the salary matcher. He made basically the same amount as Kevin Fournier. He's going to be right. the throw-in on that trade. Right. And he's right. going to be able to help us today. I agree with and you. And Quentin Grimes was not helping us today. If you would say Quentin Grimes from last year to this year has either gotten better, stayed the same, or regressed, what would you say? It doesn't matter because it does, matter. it does not matter because you're only doing a two-year sample size for a guy who's going to be in the league for another 10 years. Is Boyan Bogdanovich going to be in the league for another 10 years? I'd be surprised if he'll be in the league for another four. But so, right now we so have the chance to contend. My point so is, that's why right now it's important whether or not he can help the team win or right. is Boyan and Alec Burks going to help this team win and extend further in the playoffs? Because Quentin Grimes last year in the playoffs didn't help. He did help. He helped us win a game with, when he with that <laughs> with that one hurt, play with that one play. That, that was an important play. It was an important play, but I'm saying that was an important play. Was it not? Did it not help us Alec win that Burks game? Alex helped us win a game. In Absolutely. 2020 20, when uh, we was three or four years ago. Three yes. four years ago. Yeah, and he dropped thirty some points. Well, we actually lost that game actually, but he had more of an impact that he year was the, than Quentin Grimes only, did last year. He was the only good player in that game. Right, mm -hmm. we should have won that game with right. Alec Burks balling out the way, the way he was, and <laughs> I knew we were going to do this. <laughs> That's why I'm <laughs> laughing to myself. I'm not once again. It's a fine trade. It's a fine trade. Great trade. Fine. And I on am, top, I got my phone. I am, I'm going to keep cutting you. Off. I am the the thing that makes it a fine trade is also the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the thing that you feel like makes it a great trade is the thing that makes that I feel like is a fine trade, and that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Mm -hmm. It's not about Burks, right? Burks, and I feel like Burks could have been had for two second round picks and and flotsam, right? It's Boyan. He is the he is the part of this trade that swings it one way or another. If we don't have Boyan for the playoffs, it's a bad trade. Why are you looking at it like that? What if we do have him for the playoffs? Then well, what? that's that's why I say it's what swings it, right? The the fact that he's coming into into today with a calf injury, <laughs> he had a calf injury going into that trade, and it's like okay, let's hope that that, that was just a way to keep him keep keep him off the court so that he he can play, right? If he doesn't play in his next game, it's like, bro. We need the bodies now, right? Mm -hmm. We need the bodies now, right now. We don't like. We don't need. It's not. Oh, you can you can rest up or whatever. You like. No, we need him right now because just like we need Alec Burks right now. Both of them missed their last game, and and, and at least, at least I can say Quentin Grimes, who has had his injury history, he's never like outside of his first year, he's never missed that many games. Right? He'll mm -hmm. miss games here and there. He's a little bit injury prone, like. But it's not, he's not like 34 with a calf injury. He might miss a whole week. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing with Boyan. He is not the picture of health, as Jonathan Macri said when I spoke to him about this trade. It, 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 he is not the picture of health. And this is a team that is built on defense, rebounding, three-point shooting, and health. 
And he doesn't provide two of those things. Like, if we keep calling the spade a spade, this is not a, a trade that I feel like represents the identity of this Knicks team. It fills a need for this Knicks team that it desperately had, that it de- you know it desperately needed. But I feel like you could you could have incrementally filled that need with Alec Burks, mm-hmm. and then we'll see what happens next you know next year or whatever. I, that's why for me it's just a fine trade. This has the potential to. And I think this is how you're looking at it and how a lot of other people are looking at it too, to be very great for the Knicks. Because I can see it. Now this is where I go from shifting from shitting on the trade to praising the trade. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, Isaiah Hartenstein would be the starting five. Then you have Alec Burks filling in for the minutes between Jalen Brunson and Dante DiVincenzo. You can fill either one spot and I'm, you're not losing much. Then you have Boyan filling Boyan and Josh Hart filling in the minutes between um, OG Ananobi and Julius Randle. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Whatever way you want to rotate those four players, I'm good. And then you got Mitch backing up uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> That's great. That's a great rotation, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great rotation. It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna be good. They're still gonna rely on OG Ananobi and Josh Hart um, to an amazing extent because, you know, of the defensive aspect of it. You don't want to have a lineup with Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Alec Burks, and Boyan Bogdanovich at the same time. I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't know if we'll ever run that rotation. We might have to. We'll see what Tibbs does. But defensively, I don't like how that I don't like how that's gonna roll up. Who's the defender there? You, it's the big. And um, you gotta utilize OG as much as you can, I, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, but that's the thing. It, you know, these this is the thing that you can push back against my my stuff. Boyard doesn't have to play 25 minutes. He doesn't have to be the best player on the court the way that he was for the Detroit Pistons. Um you know, it was supposed to be Cade Cunningham, but he has been their best player when he has played. Um, Burks doesn't have to play a ton of minutes. You know, he'll have to run a little point here and there, but we just need him to fill in those minutes while Jalen Brunson is out, while Dante DiVincenzo is out. He can shoot, he can, he can, he can dribble, he can pass. That's all we need him for. Yep. So ultimately, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. I can see I can see us going far with the rotation as it is. Um the part where I'm I I was upset about with Quentin Grimes that we're losing that and you're not getting it back. You say, "Oh, we're we you know, Deuce is, you know, you what you lose with him, you can get with Deuce." I don't see Deuce playing um with these guys as part of the rotation. So that defense is gone. That defense is out of the rotation. Now you're relying more on Josh Hart's defense, who I, I'm not a big Josh Hart. Like, I think that he's fine. He's a fine defender. I don't think he's he's a, he's not the level of Deuce. He's not the level of Quentin Grimes. He's definitely not the level of OG Anadobi. So you're relying on him as a defender, and you're relying on um, OG Anadobi. I, sorry. I, I, I just feel like besides the bigs, you need one more guy for that defensive spot that you can put out there. Like there's other teams that have multiple guys that they can run the offense through. 
and are amazing at it. You can't just let OG and Nobi be the guy to be like, all right, go lock up one of them or lock up both of them and we'll be fine. But I, the Knicks offense is good enough to withstand that, I think. so. And Quentin Grimes hasn't really been playing many minutes yeah. since the OG and Nobi trade. And that's why I feel like in the minutes that we're going to be getting from the bench. I'm going to have to fact check you on that. He hasn't. His minutes hasn't really increased much, if at all, I feel like, since the trade. Because he's been coming off the bench. He's He had a few good games, the game against Philly, where he had 19 points in the fourth quarter. Did his minutes increase? His minutes did increase. But how much? Hold on. I'm gonna. I'm trying to look for... I, there was a long stretch of games where he wasn't getting close to 20 minutes. He was getting 14. He was getting the OB stretch. And at least from where I'm looking, one, two, three, the last six games that he played, he played at least 20 minutes. He even played a 32-minute spot against the Hornets, which I'm assuming is due to, you know, everybody being down. But, yeah. Yeah, that's the so, game and, right after and, Miami. And... Where Randall got hurt. Right. And I think he got hurt in that Jazz game, the next game after, where he only played 20 minutes. So that that would be why he only played 20. But in that Hornets game, he went 3 for 11 one for six from three. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the reason why he... Let's, let's, let's do a quick Quentin Grimes um, analysis. Um, first of all, Quentin Grimes, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time with the Knicks. We love you. We're going to miss you guys. Definitely um, going to love and miss hopefully you. Hopefully you have a, a, a great a career. Um, moving forward. It makes sense for him to be out there because now he gets more of an opportunity to show that offensive capabilities of his, that he's developed over the summer. He's with younger guys. He has more of a role on that team. He's most likely going to be a starter. Well, And we didn't give him no first-round pick. <laughs> so if I got to give up Quentin Grimes to keep all our first-round picks in, in, intact and we still have Evan Fournier's salary... I was trying to move past. My fault, my fault. Shitting on the train, but... <laughs> I, I said, I'm confused why people are saying we didn't give up a first round pick. I never anticipated for either of these players you'd give up a first round pick. No, Detroit definitely received offers for Boyan Bogdanovich Probably. and had first round picks in it. He said last year that they received offers for both of them. Yeah, that was last year. Um, This year, like I said, he's only played 28 games. He's 34. He's about to be 35. Like, he ain't going to get better from here. Mm hmm. Um, all I really wanted to say about Quentin Grimes was how, how he, how he fumbled his own bag here in New York. And I've been wanting to say this for months, you know, I've been wanting to say this, uh, I shouldn't say months, it was like middle December, but I've been wanting to say this for weeks, like his best opportunity was the one that was given to him to start the season. Yep. And he somehow found a way to make it a negative. And I understand why his role was go stand in the corner and shoot threes. I don't feel like that's what they're telling him to do. I just feel like, okay, this is my role in the offense is to shoot threes. So I'm going to go over here and stand in the corner and wait for the ball. And I'll go minutes without, and I'll go minutes without seeing the ball, seeing a touch or whatever. If I'm not hitting my shot, they're not going to pass me the ball. Right. So now I'm even more stressed about when I get the ball to, to shoot the ball. And I wish that before he said what he said about 
the rock, the 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 ball feeling a hundred pounds every time he catches it, and how he how he and his dis- dissatisfaction with the offense. I wish somebody would have pulled him to the side and said, "Look, Dante Divincenzo could do this because as soon as he got that starting role, he was off and running, and we and he figured out what to do. He figured mm-hmm. out how to play, and it's like, yo, bro, that's the blueprint for you, Quentin Grimes." The blueprint for you is exactly what Dante DiVincenzo was doing. Yeah. Like, that's it. Especially, and this is the problem, right? If OG Ananobi was there already, I think that it would have been better for Quentin Grimes. Because he was being assigned the best player on the other side of the court. And he had to shoot his threes. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was try and he had to find a way to 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 do other things on offense. That's a that's a big ask for any player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. If we had OG Ananobi and Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup, that would have opened so much more for him. With RJ Barrett being out of the lineup. And it would have just been better, you know. So after the trade, after the trade, I was I've been wanting to say, especially after the trade, I should say, I've been wanting to say, yo, Quentin Grimes, you need to go to Tibbs, apologize for your comments, ask him, how can I get back in the starting lineup? What do I have to do to get back in the starting lineup? Because I felt like that was what be that would be what would be that would have been what was best for Quentin Grimes, and that would have been what was best for the Knicks. So I would have wanted that, to see that lineup with Mitch too, right? That that was supposed to be my short little diatribe with Quentin Grimes, but yeah, so thanks, thanks, Quentin. Um, I I felt like there was a better version of this team that had you on it as a starter, Dante Divincenzo filling in spot minutes between you and Jalen Brunson, getting getting the same kind of looks that he's getting now. Um, but now. <laughs> Let, let's let's get into this next game. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's get into what was announced first, and then we'll get into the next game. Um, immediately after the trade deadline, OG Ananobi uh, was. It was announced that he had surgery on his elbow to remove some loose chips in his elbow. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> loose chips. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure some, that's how it was reported. He had some Doritos and some Lay's in his, in his elbow. He chipped the chip bone in his elbow, and then had, they just took it out. So he's going to be out for like three weeks. He had some Tostitos in his elbow. Yeah, he had some Tostitos. They had to do surgery on him. Yeah. The, the good thing is that <laughs> the good thing is that OG Ananobi is not, is not going to be gone um, for the rest of the season. He's only going to be out for a few weeks. One of those weeks is going to be All-Star during the All-Star break, so that's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, Julius Randle's reevaluation is going to be in that time frame as well. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson is supposed to come back um, for basketball. You know, he's going to do some basketball scrimmaging after uh, the All Star break. After the All Star break, which should mean that he'll be on the court at March. You know, very latest, early April. He needs to start his ass off on the free throw line <laughs> in practice. No, we're fine. <laughs> As long as he brings what he brought to start the season with with the rebounding and the defense, that's all we need from Mitch. Like the free throws, I'm not worried about that. If anything, we got Hartenstein there, and I, I'm good with either one. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that. I feel like I talked a lot, so I'm gonna let you take this one. 
Pause. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks came to the <laughs> Garden to play the New York Knicks on Thursday, February 30th. First game since the trade was announced. Yep. No Quentin Grimes again. Nope. He went out in the trade. Uh, we no. lost Malachi Flynn, who's been playing for us since the injury to uh, Jalen Brunson. He no. went out in the trade. So the Knicks started this game off. Did you say no Jalen Brunson yet? No, I said Malachi Flynn's been playing with no Jalen Brunson. So, yeah, no Jalen Brunson <laughs> played for this game. And the Knicks only had eight players available total to play in this game. Yep. So it was a lot of Taj Gibson. <laughs> you saw a lot of... It wasn't a lot of it. <laughs> Jacob Thompson. There was, there was some. There was some Toppin. There was some Taj. <laughs> well, the way Taj was running around the court gasping for air, it looked like he was playing a lot of minutes. Right. He was out there dying. He's like 37 years old trying to keep up with these young he's, dudes on the, on the Mavericks. He's right behind LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> so... That should tell you everything you need to know about this game. The Knicks loss. <laughs> we ain't have don't, nobody. I mean, don't put it like that, though. It was a blowout. Yeah, we got to put it like that. This game was not worth watching because you know that there's no Jalen Brunson. We, I was supposed to go to this game. Remember, I was supposed to be yeah, but, in the building. And I'm like, is that a real smart decision to do with my, uh, what was this, Thursday? My Thursday afternoon. Do I really want to put myself through this? And it looked like it paid off because the Dallas Mavericks won 122 to 108. <laughs> Listen, g- give the guys who played their credit. It was a decent game considering we only had eight guys. And midway through the first half, Isaiah Hartenstein got hurt. So, like, well, let's keep it a buck. Like, Luka Doncic had to play 40 minutes because we just wouldn't go away. Yeah, they, 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 they were tough. I like the minutes that we got from Charlie Brown Jr., <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all. There, there's no reason to watch this game. <laughs> Knicks lost. We're never gonna think about this again. Um, good effort from the G Leaguers, yo. All right, let's let's. <laughs> I'm mad you said I liked Charlie Brown Jr. Um, yeah, Dante got 36. I think that was his career high, right? Was that his career high or not? Yeah, it should have been his career high. <laughs> um, Wasted yeah. effort. Good, good game. Good game. All right, let's get into the upcoming games. Um, ooh, we're going a little faster than I thought we were going to. All right, first game, which will be happening today, Saturday, mm-hmm. February 10th. New, New York Knicks, we're, we're going to switch. Switch, yeah. Yeah. I, I caught on. Caught on very good. You looked a little confused. Uh, Knicks are going to play the Indiana Pacers, uh, probably healthy Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Last time we played, Tyrese Halliburton was on a 22-minute um, minute minute restriction. restriction. And um, he didn't play in the fourth quarter. It might have changed things. Knicks ended up winning that game. Maybe they wouldn't have won it if he was playing. I think that the Knicks would have won that game anyway. Um, but no minutes restriction for Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. He does. He is still listed with a hamstring injury, but he should be good to go and play as many minutes as he needs to. Um, I think there's only one other player that may or may not give it a go, but I, from what I'm hearing, he's probably going to give it a go. Um, that would be Benedict Matherin. Meanwhile, I have no idea who the Knicks are going to suit up. I don't know if Boyan is going to play today. 
I've been trying to, I've been refreshing my Twitter, refreshing, looking, doing searches all day to see if these guys are going to play, if Bullion's going to play. Uh, I think Alec Burks is going to play. I don't know about Jalen Brunson, although Jalen Brunson uh, did show up on the Jimmy Fallon sh- uh, show and he was walking around and, you know, everything that I've seen him in, he seems to be walking around fine. So maybe he'll play, maybe he'll give it a go. Maybe the Knicks are like, mm. No, let's let it rest a little bit more. We don't need any setbacks. Right. So we don't know if Jalen Brunson is going to play. OG, we know, is not going to play. Jalen Randall, uh, Julius Randall, we know, is not going to play. I don't anticipate Isaiah Hartenstein is going to play. So this is a hard game to kind of figure out. Pacers are 29 and 24. They're coming off of a blowout loss to the Warriors. I kind of feel like they might want to get some get back. They lost to the Knicks. They just got blown out. They're going to be healthy. If we don't have Brunson for this one, it's probably going to be a loss, y'all. And I feel like even with Brunson, it's going to be tough. So I'm going to call this one a loss. How about you? Yeah. um, Boyan might not play tonight. Still probably not going to have Jalen Brunson for this one. Um... No minute restriction for Tyrese. Yeah, this is going to be a Knicks loss. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put a lot of thought into it. And it was like, this is what I was always going to say, but yeah. Got just to confirm here, because we injured right now. We banged up. If y'all, if y'all want y'all free lick, this is the time to get it. It ain't going to come at any other point in the season. So, yeah, if you want a free win against the Knicks, now's the time to get it. Next lose and the next game. Should, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm, I'm I'm done with that one. We gonna lose to Indiana, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> Knicks next game is gonna be against the Houston Rockets, February twelfth, Tuesday, eight p.m. Late start. And I, I don't. I like the Rockets a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I like the plays that they have. I like their coach, Ime Udoka. Had them playing well to start the year. I'm not really sure what's going on right now with them, but they had a spark when they started, and now they're just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> 23 and 28 record right now. Yep. Jalen Brunson should be good by this point, I'm hoping. And the Knicks are going to win this game in a pretty convincing fashion because Boyan should be playing too, probably. Let me ask you a question. Talk to me. Would you be surprised if they kept uh, JB out this entire week? Yes, because I'm I'm sure it's his first All-Star game. He was going to want to come back before the All-Star weekend. Oh, like to warm up? Yeah, just to they're be gonna able warm to up. eligible to play. Gonna, he's going to warm up. with. It, it. <laughs> we didn't talk about this, but he's going to be part of three-point contest. So that'll be his warm-up right there. You get a warm-up, a three-point contest, get his arm loose, you know what I mean? And they do the practices and all that stuff. Yeah. You don't need these games to do that. I just think the mentality of Jalen Brunson doesn't want to sit out too many games. It might not be up to him, though. It may be up to the team. They they may be like, listen, we want your ankle to be 100% when you come back Mm -hmm. from All-Star break. And I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. Because imagine he tweaks that ankle. Like, it's not 100% and he tweaks it again. Now he's out for the rest of the season. That's a nightmare scenario. Nightmare. That's what I'm fear. That's what I fear. I'm like, yo, wait until your, sh- your <laughs> until your ankle's 100. percent 
We just take it easy, bro. You got the All Star break. That's a whole week for you. I mean, I know you're gonna be a part of the festivities, but he's tough. I'm sure he'll be fine. All right. Next, do you think next, they're running this game now? Um. Yes, I think they're winning this game convincingly. I think the, as long as they have three rotation players, they'll win this game. And they should they should have three rotation players. Um, is it a little disrespectful? I yeah, mean, it's a little disrespectful. How have we been playing um, banged up? Like we we've been fine. Um, they this is a two day, you know, rest rest period. They play today against the Pacers. They'll play on Tuesday, so they have Sunday and Monday to rest. Mm-hmm. Josh Hart should come out with energy. Um, Precious Achua is going to get minutes, which <laughs> could go either way. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo has been balling. Precious has been solid for us. He I'm has. He has. No, but he has. But you you can't front. Like, there's some times where it's like, oh, oh. I don't know what you're doing out there, Precious, but we still appreciate <laughs> you and love you. Um, yeah, so Josh Hart, Precious, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, I'm looking for one other guy. Well, we got Burks. I feel like one of Burks or Boyan should play. If neither, if neither one of them is playing by now against the Houston Rockets, then, yeah, we might have some other questions. But, yeah. We should have four or five guys that should be able to hold up against the Houston Rockets. It doesn't matter that it's going to be in Houston. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say the Knicks are going to win. Okay. I I, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, last time we played Houston, we had OG, we had Brunson, and we didn't even win by 10 points. So I think this is going to go down to the wire. I like Jabari Smith Jr. a lot. Um, he's having a good second year. I like Van Vliet. And I like Sangoon. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks lose this game, but if Brunson's back, I don't see that being a reality. So I'm not even going to speak it into existence. So we can move it on to the next game. Yeah. So the Knicks are going to leave <clears throat> the Houston Toyota Center. And y'all thought I forgot, huh? <laughs> They're going to face off against the Orlando Magic uh, Thursday, February 14th at 7 o'clock. The Magic are coming into this game with a 28-24 record. Mm-hmm. Have we beaten the Magic? No. We have lost twice. Every game. Twice, right? Yep. Man, I don't want to say that the Knicks are going to lose this one. I really don't. And they've all been in single digits. Yeah. Yeah. 117-108. We, we, we were fairly healthy the two times we played the Magic and lost both times. 98, 94, the last time we played them. Am I supposed to believe that now that we're banged up that we're going to beat them? Well, the last game we didn't have Brunson, but we had OG. Yeah, that's why I said fairly healthy. Um, We probably win that game. Well, no, not probably. We definitely we win, win that, that game. game with Brunson. But yeah. now, <laughs> don't know if we're going to have Brunson because he hasn't played a game yet as of this recording. We're definitely not going to have OG. We're definitely not going to have Julius Randle. We don't know if we're going to have Boyan. We don't know if we're going to have Alec Burks. <laughs> Got to just hope for the best, y'all. I don't know. I, d- I don't want to say that 
we're going to lose this game, but I, I think that the only win that we're going to get this week is against, is against the Rockets. And, um, and that's being hopeful. <laughs> right. Um, the Magic are a good team. There's a reason why I was like the first two times we played them. Yo, that's a, it doesn't matter. This is a game we need, right? Yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we have Jalen Brunson. We need this game. The other side, the flip side, the, the best part about this is the Orlando Magic has not kept pace with the Knicks um, since those games. The Magic were one of those teams where they're one of the best defenses in the league, and they have not kept pace. They have not. Like we have to worry more about we have to worry more about Indiana than mm-hmm. we have to worry about the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic is probably going to be fighting for uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, meanwhile, the Knicks are trying to stay at the three, four area, two, three, four area. So ultimately, it, this is probably not going to matter unless the Magic have some significant run to end the season. So the Knicks can afford to lose a third straight game to the Magic, and that's probably what's going to happen. How about, um, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think we're going to lose this game. I was going to ask you, how would you feel about meeting up with them in the playoffs in the first round? Would the you Magic? be nervous? If we're healthy, no, I wouldn't be nervous at all. Um, no, I wouldn't be nervous. I think that the best players on the court will be on the Knicks. And I think that if the Magic do face off against a team like the Knicks in the playoffs, it's just getting waxed is going to be the seasoning that they need moving forward. And then maybe down the line, there'll be a team to fear. Um, But they don't have the offense needed to make it far in the playoffs. Like... You need both. And thankfully for us, the Knicks have both. They have both offense and they have defense. The Magic cannot make a deep playoff run with just defense unless Paolo Bancaro um, makes a significant leap in his offensive ability. And I think he can. I just don't think that he's going to do it this year. I can't wait for the playoffs, yo. I know you're the excited. Seven to ten is just like you're excited for us to make the finals. <laughs> even the even the play-in tournament, I'm excited to watch because seven to ten right now is Miami, Orlando, Chicago, and Atlanta. Yeah. If Miami and either Orlando or Atlanta comes into the playoffs in the first round, every series could potentially be a series that can extend to seven games. I feel like. Every series? Every single one. Boston versus Miami could go to seven games in the first round. I don't know if I... Cleveland versus Atlanta could go to seven games, I feel like. Milwaukee versus Indiana could go to seven games, I feel like. Milwaukee versus who? Indiana. And Knicks and Philly, that can go to seven games. Would you want it to go to seven? I don't want it to. We could end it before seven if we're being frank, but I'm trying to be not biased. Like, that's the MVP on that team, and they just picked up Buddy Hill on the trade deadline. So, I feel like every single matchup could go seven games, even on the West. Minnesota, I mean, look at the seven through ten. New Orleans, Dallas, Lakers, and Utah. 
I like Utah, but Golden State could probably knock him out of that spot. Now imagine Golden State versus Minnesota in the first round. Like that's still that's still Steph Curry. They twenty four and twenty five right now. He can knock out Minnesota in the first round. I feel I feel like the potential is there. I just don't think that every I, we're gonna see some either sweeps or gentlemen sweeps. We'll probably see some sweeps in the Western Conference. Um, I think Boston is gonna sweep somebody if they are fully healthy. Did they sweep in Miami? Depends on Miami. Depends on their health. You think they sweep in Orlando? Because Jimmy hasn't been good. Uh, I think they could sweep Orlando. Yeah, I think they could sweep Orlando. I don't think I don't think Orlando is is be, is built to figure out the Boston Celtics. I don't, I'm not <laughs> saying Orlando would win, but I don't think they're getting swept. They have size. They have. They have a lot of things. Like they, I like Paolo. Paolo is an all-star caliber player for sure. And if they could keep all these games close, Boston doesn't really have a closer. So that's the only reason why I'm saying I can see them not sweeping. I don't know if they would go to seven games with Orlando, but Orlando's a tough team. They're not as they I don't feel like their record really shows who Orlando is. Because Orlando is a really tough team. Orlando is a very tough team. They are <laughs> probably the 2020, 2020 New York Knicks that faced off against the um, Atlanta Hawks. It was 21. 2020. Yeah. 2020, that's, probably, that's probably that team. Probably, and yeah. that team went out in five to an Atlanta Hawks team that, Basically, was Trey Young and Clint Capella. Bogey, so, Bogey was balling that that playoffs too. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I I think that the Magic are not quite there yet, and they need they have a few more years before they figure it out. But anyway, this is not the Magic podcast. This is the Knicks Take podcast, and uh, that's all we got today, French. So, uh, how about I don't got nothing. You you got nothing. I'm assuming website. Should cool. be up. No, Merch yeah. is ready to be sold. I mean, the website was always up, but yes, now we have a new and improved website. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, if you're watching this episode, go out to the nixtake.com, get you some merch, and just see the changes that's been made to the website. Shout out to our producer, Caesar. He looked out for us, put the website together pretty well. And that's all I got to say. So, so with no like further ado. Do. We'd like to bid you adieu. And thank you for listening to the Knicks Take Podcast. Peace, y'all. The Knicks Take Podcast. Yeah, what it do?